Longhorn fans, Sooner Nation, welcome to episode 19, part two of the Boomer Bebo podcast. The only podcast dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, University of Oklahoma, University of Texas. Kevin, for those that didn't see part one, um, this is the anger episode. We are currently venting. Yeah, venting. We are currently in the middle of the five stages of grief. We're at number two. If you need my complete breakdown of the five stages of grief, please see part one. But for part two, we're at anger. And anger is the stage of grief that allows us to expunge all of the bad that has occurred in what is otherwise a tragic loss. Some people like to equate the five stages of grief with death, divorce, ending of a friendship. That's fine. Those are minor compared to the loss of your football team on a Saturday night. I think. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe I process things differently than most. Yeah, these are real problems here. These are real world problems. Uh when you're sitting there on your couch and you're thinking to yourself, my God, we're about to lose to Kansas state. Uh, the, the feelings that rush through your body really, the grief is indescribable. So this is an important episode, Kevin, hopefully for OU, we don't have to do it very much, but at the same time, it's necessary and it's needed along with things that are necessary and needed. When you're going through grief, Brown O'Haver, if you suffer a loss to your home, your business from fire, wind, theft, that can seem like a big deal. That's fine. Maybe not as big as OU losing to K-State at home to an inferior quarterback. But the people that are there to help you with the five stages of grief is Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. They're adjusters for the insured, not the insurance company. They will adjust the claim for you. To make sure you get paid and recover from what is a catastrophic loss. We're available on Facebook. We're available at www.brown-ohaver.com. But easy enough, you can call us at 405-735-5510. And we will help you get through a loss and get you paid more. Kevin, Oklahoma starts the game with another crazy drive. Just another allowing a crazy drive, uh, allowing just a crazy drive and 12 plays, 75 yards. It's like, and here's the thing with Kansas state, which would have been, this is, this is agnostic to Brent Venables or Bob Stoops or Lincoln Riley. It doesn't matter, but it's literally like our coaches have never watched film before on a team. Yeah, it feels like K-State, I mean, obviously they're a pissed off team after their loss to Tulane. Right, right. Let's let, wait, wait, let's start there. After their loss to Tulane, where they scored 14 points at home, right? Home, yeah. So they scored 14 points on a Tulane team who's not that good. No. And yet it's somehow we allow them to score 41. So we're it's like we've never watched game film. We know the guy that we have to stop is Deuce Vaughn. Second to that is going to be Adrian Martinez in the run game. And yet in the very first drive, it is evident 
that we are so utterly unprepared to face Kansas State. Now, like most of you OU fans, we're sitting there in our mind going, this is deja vu. We just saw this last week. This is no problem. We're going to uh, adjust and we're going to regain the momentum and whatever the case may be. This wasn't Nebraska. You know, I told my wife that. I was like, look, you guys let up a touchdown. First drive against Nebraska, right? You get on the sideline, re, you adjust, come back, and then take the game over. And it just never happened. Never it, happened. It, it never happened. Kevin, we then go, I think we go five out, five and out. They get the ball back. Yeah. They go score another touchdown on us. Now they're yeah. up 14. The offense responded, I thought, pretty positively. Uh, Theo, we scored a touchdown to get us back to 14-7. And then we tie it up and get to uh, 14-14. Yeah. And somehow let them score big another to touchdown. To, um, big play to Marvin Mims there, 50-yard touchdown. Oh, what a beautiful deep ball that he threw. But yeah. then it wasn't Adrian, a double move or anything. He just torched the guy, just ran right by him. Oh, it was fantastic. But then you've got Adrian Martinez, leads another 11-play, 42-yard drive, takes six minutes off the clock to go up 21-14. Yeah. Uh, we end the half at 24-17. You, you say to yourself, we're in this game, okay? We're yeah, in the absolutely. game. We're at home. We're going to make adjustments. We talked about adjustments in episode one, whether Sark made them or didn't make them. At this point, we have confidence in this team to make adjustments. And all we've got to do is get – I feel like if we ever got ahead in the game, we had a chance. Or probably we're going to win it. If we ever just got yeah. ahead, if we could ever get the lead, we'd have the crowd going. We'd have our defense fired up if we just ever got the lead. This is where things go off the rail, Kevin. Is off, I'm going to say this offensively. Okay? We get the ball back. We get the ball to start the second quarter. Okay? Second half. Second half. Eric Gray for 11 yards. Eric Gray for 17 yards. Eric Gray for one yard. Incomplete, incomplete, one-yard run, punt. It's crazy. No, actually, we made the field goal there. Did we make a field goal? Was that the yeah, end? you get the field goal. Yeah, he, he got the 19-yard pass down right. to the 29-yard line. But the key, the key to this story is Eric Gray for 11, Eric Gray for 17. So we have two big Eric Gray runs. Then we force him to punt. Now we're feeling pretty good. It's 24-20. Are you ready for this? Eric Gray for 25 yards. Eric Gray for 10 yards. Incomplete pass, incomplete pass, 11 yards. We have to punt it. Are you seeing the theme here that I'm going with? I am seeing the theme here. Yes. The theme is Eric Gray for 14 yards. Incomplete pass, one yard incompletion. Marcus Major for six. We have to incomplete pass to Drake Stoops. Here's the deal. No one has been harder on Eric Gray on the internet, on the podcast page, on whatever you want to say than this guy right here. I've been all over Eric Gray's whatever for not performing what I think our starting running back needs to perform. 16 carries, 114 yards, 7.1 yards a carry. Yes, it was there. You start the second half by running it down their throat. They have no answer for it. And what does Levy do? He goes away from it. Read the hat. Read the hat, hat. Levy. 
Why are you going away from what is working? All I heard about in in Levy in the offseason was, oh, Levy runs the Baylor offense, and the Baylor offense says if something's working, you just keep hitting with it. Keep hitting with it. Keep hitting with it. Oh, no, 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 no. What Levy likes to do, apparently, is get two first downs running the ball and then giving it to his quarterback to throw three times. And I'm not even mad at Dylan Gabriel. Should he have picked up some of those? Sure, whatever. I don't care. Run the damn ball. What is happening? Man, I don't know. I don't know. Run Eric the Gray yeah. is getting he's getting 7.1 yards of carry and he only touches the ball 16 times. Now I, I say that he got some passing. He got some passes in there. It doesn't matter. 16 yards, six, 16 carries, 114 yards, 7.1 yards of carry. And you go away from him in three of the most pivotal drives of the game to start the second half. Yeah. It's inexplicable. It's insane. You've convinced – look, we've trusted that this, this guy's the guy. We're, we're saying he's better than Marcus Major for a reason. We're starting to see it. He demonstrated against Nebraska. He's now demonstrated against K-State. Put the ball in the hands of what's working, and they go away from it. So conversely to Texas – please listen to part one. But conversely to Texas, Sark, for some reason, kept going with a play that didn't work. Right? Yes, Roshan Johnson, Roshan Johnson, Wildcat did not work, and yet our offensive coordinator goes away from a play that is working, that they have no answer to. Kevin, what am I missing as a Texas fan and, and just a, a dispassionate watcher of football? What am I missing there in the second half? Man, I don't know, I don't know. And again, you know, you put the ball in the quarterback's hands a lot, and he missed some. Uh, the stats were great, but man, he missed some throws. That uh, fourth down to Drake Stoops. I mean, first of all, you see the defenders playing ten yards off of him. It's fourth and three. He runs a simple outcut, and he just throws the ball into the dirt. Well, he was getting it was pressure a huge all- play. He was getting he was. Pre- he was getting pressure all night, but at the same time, he had space and time to make a more catchable ball. Yes, maybe it didn't have to be on point, but give. Stoops, who's a very good catcher, a receiver yeah. in, um, give him the opportunity to make a better play. It didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and then offensively, the penalties, Kevin. My God, eleven penalties. Eleven penalties, and they were yards. all self-inflicted. Yeah, you know, five you know starts. You want to blame the ref. You want to blame the refs. You want to get mad at referees. You're like, oh, they, they're against us. Blah, blah, blah. These Big Ten refs suck. Blah, 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 blah. Our Big 12 refs suck. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. These were all legitimate penalties. Yeah. Self-inflicted on us. And yeah. it was Five false starts at home. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. It was it was maddening. Um, I want to touch on some good things in the midst of this rant. Uh, Farouk had... Very tough catches. He had some he very did. contested. Yeah, he did. He had one on a on an uh, inside slant that yeah, Gabriel I don't know how had, that ball. Uh, he just he just he just wanted it more. And yeah. uh, Mims was Mims. I thought the only thing that you can do there is just give him the ball more. Um, and yeah. then Br- Braden Willis played a heck of a game. I thought Braden Willis yeah. played great. Here's yeah. the problem. He did have a couple of false starts though, but overall though he played very well. Here's the problem offensively, okay, Kevin, is when they were put in positions to succeed, they succeeded. Does that make sense? 
when the coaches called the right plays, they were successful. When the coaches took them out of that rhythm and, and then the mistakes they made, obviously those are on the players, the mistake, the penalties are on the players, but still to go away from what's working and make them do something else, it caused them to fail. And it was so frustrating. Um, but yes, Dylan Gabriel, good stat line, 26 of 39, 330 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Again, the guy still hasn't thrown a pick yet. And he rushed for 61 yards on 8.7 yards a carry. If you want to get away from Eric Gray, the quarterback run game sure looks like a really good option. It does. If you're it saying does. Gray needs a breather after running for 37 straight yards on two plays, whatever. I just, I don't know, man. It was so frustrating. And then, though, when your offense needed it, Gabriel, you're, you're down 14. Dude, he marched him right down the field. Yeah. Quickly. He marched him right down quickly. the field. I thought he did a yeah. great job. This is not uh, – I don't know what's going to be said. Again, disclaimer, I haven't read anything online. I, I don't know what's going to be said. Maybe I'll, I'll change my tune and blame this all on, on Dylan Gabriel. I thought he had a fine game. I thought he did enough to win. You put 34 points up against K-State, you should win the ballgame. Agreed. Am I wrong? I mean, what am I missing there from the offense? Just on the offense, am I missing anything? Not at all. Now we shift to the defense. Holy crap. Yeah, this was shocking here. Remember, 30 points allowed and through three games. 30 points combined through three games. I don't even know where we start when it comes statistically. Um, eight for 17 on third down conversions. We could not get off the field. Couldn't get off the field. Just like two for yesterday. two for two on fourth down conversions. So what that really means is that we were 10 for 17 on those third down conversions. I mean, that's what it really means is that on yeah. opportunities mm-hmm. to get off the field, we failed. Let's just go to the – let's just – I'm going I'm to just skip ahead to the – I don't want to bury the lead. Third and 17. Th- let that sink in. Third and 17. Pivotal moment. Um, I want to say there's like to. three minutes to go in the game. Let me just let me just confirm this. Uh, two minutes and 39 seconds to go in the game. This is the ball game. They're not going to pass the ball, Kevin. They do not, not a chance. They do not want Adrian Peterson, Adrian Martinez passing the ball at this point. They don't. No. They've played a very good game. They're in the lead. The last thing they can afford to do is have a turnover. Deuce Vaughn is not in the backfield. So they're not handing it to Deuce Vaughn. What does that leave, Kevin? I am not a genius. What does that leave? That leaves Adrian Martinez to run the football. Fair enough. Everybody knew they were running the football. I turned to my 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 ten year old daughter was like, Dad, I think Adrian Martinez is going to run the ball. I said, You're right, LD. He is going to run the ball. It's empty set, no linebackers. They're going to run the ball. Going to run the ball. We got five linemen. Nobody can make a play on this guy. He runs for fifty five yards. Unacceptable. That. Oh my god. Yeah, as a Texas fan, it gave me Texas versus LSU flashbacks in 2019. Remember that? They had third and 17. They were down by a touchdown. They get the ball back. I have no doubt that they go down and score. 
they allowed a big play and a touchdown to uh, to Justin Jefferson. That's game over. It was the exact same thing. Here's the deal, Kevin. They stop Adrian Martinez, and they're forced to punt. We're going to go oh, down and score on them. Yeah, absolutely. I have no doubt. Our, our crowd they're is They're going to go down and score. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Gabriel was executing You know what, what, what we've already talked about. We were going to go and score. That that's one play, but it's it, it is in it's. It, oh yeah, it's much bigger than that though. But it it, it encapsulates the entire off a defensive performance. Yeah. Performance. No sacks. No sacks. I he couldn't believe back, how comfortable he was in the pocket. He dropped back to pass thirty four times. No sacks after this defense has done nothing but put pressure on a quarterback through three games. He only had one passing touchdown, but he had four rushing touchdowns and rushed for 148 yards. Now, here's the deal. Deuce Vaughn, holy crap. That guy is fantastic. I love Deuce Vaughn. He is. I mean, if you're a college college football fan, you just got to like the guy. I mean, I don't know what – he reminds – OU fans, he reminds you of Quentin Griffin. I mean, he's just – that's who he is. Yeah. He's just a tough kid that is like, screw you. I'm going to run it whether I'm five foot nothing or not. I, I Nothing but respect for the kid. Coming into the game, they had to stop Deuce Vaughn. Here's the thing. Watching the game live, it felt like he was running all over us. Like he was just gashing us. The reality is he had 25 carries, 116 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. I kind of think they they held him in check. You will live with that. Yeah, you can live with that. I would absolutely live with that against a guy, a player of his caliber. But it's what they traded off for it. Yeah, it's what they traded off in their quarterback run game. It's just they did not play the read option well at all. No, no, the eye discipline was not there. I, I and I re, I reiterate, they lost. Kansas State lost to Tulane at home and only scored fourteen points. What tape were they watching that we weren't watching, Kevin? Am I? Yeah. Oh, no, and there were some coverage busts too. Um. They were tight ends kind of running down the seams open. I was surprised. And he was hitting them. Here's my thing with Adrian Martinez, right? I was telling my wife, Casey, this when we were watching. I said, okay, like he's a great athlete, but he is going to make a mistake, right? He always does. You watched it for four years in Nebraska, right? It's going to get into a clutch moment. He's going to fumble it or he's going to throw a bad interception. He's going to take all the momentum back. And it never happened. Never happened. It never came close to happening. No, that's that's exactly right. Is I've got on here zero turn. We created zero turnovers, and we weren't even close to a turnover. I couldn't believe how comfortable he was in the pocket. I mean, this dude is just going through his progressions. Where is this coming from? I have no. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So so let this. So here's the here's some other defensive statistics. Okay. So Aguebu was our leading tackle. Him and Broyles were our leading tackler with seven tackles in Bowman. All those three guys. They 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 all played okay. But that's concerning that – so where was Stutzman? Where was Ethan Downs? He was nowhere. All we've heard about is Ethan Downs all year. All year. Um, the, high, the highest tackler, okay, the most number of tackles on the defensive line was Isaiah Coe with two. Yeah. So they ran the ball – you know what? I don't have Adrian Martinez. I don't know how many ran times he ran the ball. But 25 plus whatever, 10 more rushing, 14 more rushing. Uh, 21, 21 carries for Adrian Martinez. 21 so 21 and 25. Six, yeah. That's 46 runs, and we only had one guy with two tackles on the defensive line. 
Now, yeah. I understand somebody's going to explain to me that in a, de- in a defense like Brent Venables runs, they attack the gaps to allow the linebackers to make plays, and that's why you're not going to see high tackle numbers. On that. I don't care. 46 runs or 34 passes. It doesn't matter. The defensive line was a non-factor in the game. They were, yeah. they were just not there. And the problem is when you have no penetration from your defensive line, it literally hangs out everybody in the secondary to drive. So, yes, right. there's busted coverages, but there's going to be when the guy can just sit around and wait for the guy to get over. I, I can't believe how patient he was. I mean, he's going through his second, third, sometimes fourth read and then throwing, making a throw. I thought, you know, usually in Nebraska, I remember him being, he's looking for one guy. If that guy's not open, he's taking off running. And there were times I thought he should have ran and didn't. And then he would make a throw 18 yards down the field, right on the money, too. You said he this. He played out of his mind. You said this in the Texas recap, uh, but it's so true. It's it, 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 it. I don't know if every fan base feels this way, but it literally feels like there are those teams and games where the opposing quarterback literally plays the game of their lives. You, you, you turn him into a Heisman candidate by the way he just played. It's insane. Yeah. And yeah, I mean – this was 24 34, 234 yards passing with a touchdown, no picks. 21 carries, 148 yards rushing, and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, it's not a success. It's not, it's not a recipe for success. They had 83 plays to our 73 plays. So not as big as a discrepancy as like we saw in the uh, Texas, Texas Tech game. Time of possession was fine. I mean, you don't ever you don't expect OU to have big time of possession numbers um just because you know, that it's supposed to be quick strike and, you know, tempo and stuff like that. So it's not even like we got owned on the time of possession. It's, it's just when it came to those key plays, third down, fourth down, and most of all that third down play, our defense was MIA. All of the plays that they made through the first three games were non-existent. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss because I just I I it, it feels like we just took a step back. We took this well, is not a great this is not a great K State game, Kevin. A great K no. State team. I, I don't think they are either. And the thing is, I knew you guys would face some adversity, right? We talked about it in the preview. I just didn't think it would be the defense that struggled with it. I thought it would be the offense that would struggle to to get first downs and maybe wear out the defense. But no, it, the the offense kept you guys in the game. They kept us in the game, but they could have put the game away in the so back, you know, we I just keep flip-flopping, right? Because there's plenty of blame yeah. to go around. I, I will the offense absolutely did enough to win the game. Dylan Gabriel did enough to win the game. Eric Gray did enough to win the game. Marvin Mims did enough to win the game. Willis did enough to win the game. The offense did enough to win the game. They were held back by coaching. They were held back by play calling. The first three drives of the second half, Eric Gray was the best player on the field, and they and he proved it, and then they went away from him on every single drive. And it's like you've got a chance to put K-State away to, to if just get the lead. Just get the lead, and we're going to win the game. And it's like, oh, no, this is, this is too good. I, clearly, they're yeah. going to stop us again. Yeah, me, that's where I was kind of uh, impressed with K-State is like, Every time OU would take the momentum, they would say, oh, no, no, nah, we're good. 
go right down the field and score. It was, I mean, they ran 83 plays, K-State did. That's a lot of plays, man. I mean, not what the 100 that Texas Tech ran against Texas. But 83 plays, that's a lot of plays, man. That's a well, lot of plays. But it's a lot of plays because you just kept giving them opportunities. Yeah, you couldn't get off the field, especially, like you said, on those third downs, man. It was I mean, I those mean, 11 I, penalties. I, I still can't believe that, too. 11 penalties. Five seven. false starts. I mean, home. I thought, listen, BV is supposed to be the master of detail, the master of discipline, paying attention to the small things. And it uh, looked like so far this season, it, it was that was accurate. Absolutely. But you're right. If we're on the road, okay. I mean, it's not great. It's not good. No, but, but if you're playing home, in Lubbock what or... What in the world? Yeah. Yeah. What in the world? It doesn't even make sense. Do you know how hard it is for me not to cuss on this podcast right now? Like, <laughs> I just want everybody to know that in my brain, every statement I make has an expletive before it, and in an oddly less miles way, I have an expletive also after it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cussed Nobody cussed weirder than less miles. Remember when he would do like... Well, like, he was a weird guy. So he would do part of the course for him. When he would do press conferences and say, like, we're a good damn team, it's like that that word doesn't go in front of it doesn't yeah, matter. Anyway. Like, yeah, he's a weirdo. Kevin, we're 25 minutes into this episode part two. Is there anything else I'm missing? Because I think maybe we're just getting repetitive. No, I mean, missed tackles. Again, another thing with the defense. It's not like they were just getting mauled. You know, missed tackles on Martinez and some of those receivers, couple on Vaughn too. Which I know he's difficult with that low center of gravity, but you got to bring the guy down, dude. He's a neat, he he is a fun player to watch, though. Um, he is. He's a and fun player to watch. That last night? That's exactly right. I didn't even have. I didn't even have. You know what? I didn't even have him on my list because I didn't even Did think about play? it. Yeah, he played. Did he play? Okay, because I'm. I don't even see him on the um on the stat sheet at all. He was in on that third and seventeen. Okay. He's not even well, I mean, I know he played. I know he played, but he doesn't look yeah. like he played. Yeah, he's not on the stat sheet at all. Uh, not him. Remember, he had a hot start to the season getting to the quarterback. and uh, Yeah. Kevin, I asked you where Texas goes from here. I'm going to ask Oklahoma the same question. I, they got to they, – they, they, they have to continue to go with what works. Okay. We're playing TCU next. Does Oklahoma play TCU next? Yeah, can, I believe you go. It's in Fort Worth, I believe. We can run the ball against TCU. Run the ball to set up the pass. Run the ball to set up the pass. And Eric Gray is winning me over. He's winning me over. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Eric Gray is winning me over. He was the best back on the field last week. He was the best back on the field yesterday. He is proving why he's the starter. So Jeff Levy, give him the ball. Um, Seven catches for him last night, by the way, for 45 yards. He was a good player. He was good. Defensively, I don't know, BB, this is your job, dude. Like, I don't don't know. I don't even know what adjustments you make. um, But it's got to involve something that puts some pressure on the quarterback. Because... Not to have, not to register one sack on the quarterback when he drops back thirty-four times, or even get a sack when you're, which would be a tackle for loss, right? Think about that, Kevin. He, Adrian Martinez, had twenty-five rushing or twenty-one rushing attempts. Yeah, right. So if he has twenty-one rushing attempts, no, he had twenty-five rushing attempts. You would think one of those ends up in a tackle for loss, 
Yeah, you had four tackles for loss overall in the game. Which would be considered a sack, but it, it didn't. It never happened. Yeah, it's, no. Uh-uh. Uh, so tackles for loss were mostly on, on Vaughn. We've got uh, to – Quick penetration. We've got to work on uh, – it's got to be pressured on the, uh, the quarterback, pressure on the back. I don't know how well the secondary played. My focus was all on the defensive line. I'm sure there's things to clean up there, but ultimately you've got to get pressure on the quarterback to help the secondary out. Uh, Reggie Grimes, I'm glad you brought him up because where was he? Stutzman, Ethan Downs, Isaiah Coe, uh, Jonah Lalua, who I praised uh, against Nebraska. They were nowhere. Uh, Deshaun White had an okay game. He seemed to always be around yeah. the ball. So I'm not calling for yeah. Jared Canick to necessarily be in because I know that's who he replaces. But did he even play? I don't think he even played. And that's just – it's just frustrating. Mm. It's frustrating. Yeah. But Deshaun White had a good game. Yeah. So I'm not – you know, Deshaun White was there with some pass breakups. He had a couple really nice pass breakups. Uh, so I, it's not – I'm not questioning that necessarily that position, but I think you got to find a way to get him on the field. You need to find somebody that's hungry for the ball. Um, so I don't know, Kevin, next week or this week, we will preview Texas versus West Virginia. West Virginia does not look as bad as we thought. It, where yeah, is that Kansas game? Kansas doesn't look as bad. The, the game is in Austin. The game's in Austin. That's got to help. Yeah. It's going to be a night game too. Oh, really? We have TCU. Yeah. I don't even know. Is that a 11 a.m. And in Fort Worth? In Fort Worth. In Fort Worth, what a dismal place to play! Oh my god! Yeah, they just played. Um, they beat SMU yesterday in their rivalry game. Um, hopefully by the time we have, we will get to taping for episode twenty. We will be through the five stages of grief. We will be on to probably will be either on to bargaining or depression. Um, it'll take all the way till Friday, maybe kickoff before I hit acceptance. Um. It'll be Friday for you. It'll be, it'll be Friday. I know. I usually come around pretty good. But right now, if you can't tell from the tone of my voice, I am fired up. I am angry. I'm mad. Uh, my daughter has a soccer game tonight, this afternoon. Hopefully, I will take out some of that aggression on some 10-year-olds and just yell and scream at them and make them feel yeah. less Make them feel less than. It's basically what I try to do at soccer games. Um, Whatever it takes for you to feel better. I encourage you to do it, including that. Kevin, much like at the end of part one, at the end of part two, I'm going to issue a very reluctant boomer. Hook him. Guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.